Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! It is Friday. Hey! Adam the Bulls back. I'm back. Brad Sellers in the house. We have already dealt with our technical difficulties for the day. A five-minute going on around here. It cannot stop us. Jay Crawford's joining us from the man cave. Out and where? Where does Jay live, by the way? I don't know. Some hoity-toity yeah, town. Some, <laughs> some island somewhere. He's always boating somewhere. He's in the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah, my location is hidden because I don't want bull raiding my house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know he's coming over. Once he finds out where I live, it's a wrap. I'm stealing those trophies. I'm taking the pictures. I'm taking the helmet. Bull, how was your vacation, man? We my, missed my, you. Thank you. I missed you guys. My vacation was awesome. I took my son to Wrigley Field for the first time. Oh, the, wow. I bought him a Wilson Contreras t-shirt before the game, and then Contreras hits a two-run homer to win the game in the eighth. Wow. We had such a fun time in Chicago. My son sees, I told Brad this before, my son sees a Michael Jordan thing. We're talking about Michael Jordan. I'm like, you know Brad, who does the show with me? He played with Michael Jordan. My son goes, he played with Michael Jordan? <laughs> he went crazy. <laughs> he went crazy. Yeah. And then we go to Seattle. We, we drove up to the, as high as you can, on Mount Rainier, which is, have you been to Mount Rainier, Jay? I have. It's one of the b- most beautiful, natural thing we have in the entire United States. Absolutely gorgeous. It's crazy. It, it literally blew my. The, some of our pictures, it just it don't even look real. It, it's just. But here's the here's the you know. And I, I ate a t- ton of food. Went to the the largest Chinese buffet. Uh, I don't even know it's Chinese buffet. It's all Asian food buffet on the West Coast. This place. <laughs> The, the, the bathroom in the restaurant was bigger than our studio. That's how big this restaurant is. There must have been like <laughs> 300 tables. <laughs> they had every kind of food you could possibly imagine. But really, the highlight of my trip is a negative, even though it was a great trip. Somewhere on my second flight from Chicago to Seattle, I don't know if it happened in the Chicago airport, the Seattle airport, some lowlife broke into my suitcase oh, and no. stole medication from my bag. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, Seriously? Yes. Uh, that's unbelievable. So we had, we had a ton of drugs. Because my wife, you know, she's got her chemo meds. So I got to take like a ton of things with us. Fortunately, they didn't steal her chemo meds. What they did take, not surprisingly, was the Oxy. We have Oxy as an emergency if she's really not feeling well, which we rarely use. But I took it with me because we're, you know, we're away. And so somehow they must have heard the some picking up the bags. They must have heard the rattling of pills. They went in there and they stole oxy. At least they left the the chemo meds, thank God. But yeah, but least. although we had a lot of them with us on the plane, but it was crazy. And then I'm calling right, the police. You're right, low life. Right, what airport was this? It, I don't know if it happened when we dropped off the bags in Chicago to go to Seattle, or if it happened when the bags came off in Seattle. I assume. In Chicago, because there's more time there before the flight. So it was either, but I don't know. It was, it was ratchet. It was the ratchet SeaTac or ratchet O'Hare. Yes, exactly. <laughs> One of the two. It's but, pretty but, simple to fix, man. Just put a camera in the where they where they handle luggage. I know. That's How does that, that happen right now? How does that it's happen? It's unreal. Uh, so I was on the phone 30 minutes with the airline, and then they're like, "Well, you got to go to the police too." I'm like, "I'm not going to the police. It's my vacation." Oh yeah. But I actually call this is so this morning I'm like, oh my God, I just thought about this. I was like, what if 
the person who stole my medication gets arrested and then they see the prescription with my wife's oh, name on it. And then the police are going to think maybe we sold the, the, the oxy. So I called my local police department in Rocky River and I explained this whole story to them. <laughs> and I said, I want it on record that this was stolen. We didn't sell it. They got it got stolen from my bag. So the Rocky River police well, smart. Have, you know, just in you case. Got, you, you look at you bull, you cover your ass. You never know. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. You're going to worst case scenario here. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, not, you I'm never not, know. I'm not the pusher or the peddler. No. I'm, that's not I'm me. I'm selling that oxy. <laughs> bull, it's great to have you back. Thank you. Good to be back. Hope you, I'm glad you're feeling better. I am. Much yes. better. And we'll look forward to having I'll, you back in studio. You're in studio Monday, right? Yeah. I, I uh, did yesterday's 5 o'clock show at Channel 3 in studio there. I'll be back um, again tonight, but I'll be doing the Sports show in studio Monday. Very much looking forward to getting Good. back. Good. Jay, you should have let me come get that boat while you were out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, take it anytime you want, brother. <laughs> Just have to pay the gas. It'll teach me how to drive first, but I'll be in it. <laughs> I got I got you. Yeah, yeah. You definitely need to know how to drive before I give you the keys to the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, as much as we've complained about gas prices, although they are going down now, they've been going down, but as much as we've complained about it here, in, in Seattle, it was over five bucks a oh. gallon. In Chicago, yeah. oh, it was high. like six fifty a gallon. High. They, they got to pay. Oh my god! Got to pay for all those museums downtown. That, what are you true. talking about? Oh, that's true. Oh, like, even, <laughs> I, even when I was there back in the eighties and nineties, I was yeah. like, "Damn, y'all, gas is high." <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> well, Bull, it's great to have yeah. you back. Thank you, Mike. We missed you. We missed the I energy. I missed you guys. I missed doing the show. And, uh, I feel like I've been away forever. You have. Yeah. Since it was a couple of days. You came back for a yeah, day yeah, or two, yeah. then you left again. Yes. And a lot of news has happened this week. I know, absolutely. Uh, and the news cycle never stops. Yesterday it came out that Deshaun Watson's willing to accept an eight-game suspension and a $5 million <laughs> fine from the NFL. So let's play a game of deal or no deal real quick. Yeah. If you're the NFL, and Jay, we'll start with you, then go around the horn. Would you accept this proposed settlement from Deshaun Watson? No. Um, and, it, and I think it looks it – makes, it makes Deshaun look desperate. Look weak. Um, <laughs> You, again, you're talking about a guy who has, all the way up to this point, insisted that he's done nothing wrong. Now he's going to accept an eight-game suspension. I, I think it's a bad look on Deshaun, and I think that it was just a miscalculation on his team because I would be floored if the league would take that deal. Just this week, Roger Goodell came out and said, we're, we're seeking a year because the crime deserves at least a year. So why would he cut that in half? and add a $5 million fine. I, I thought it was a bad move by Deshaun. Bull, do you agree it's too little too late? Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, well, I, I, don't, I think the league shouldn't have changed the suspension in the first place, as I said. However, if I'm in that league, if I'm pretending to be Roger Goodell, no, this is too little too late. And I agree with Jay. Uh, it makes Deshaun Watson look bad, which is probably why the owner side leaked this out. Um, but because there's no point in, in Deshaun Watson's side putting this out because unless the league accepts it, which they probably won't, it makes him look bad. I think it also came from the owner's side, but for a little different reason. This came from the owners because now they can give a 12-game suspension and a $5 million fine and say, look, this is what Watson wanted. We went above and beyond that without <clears throat> suspending him for the full season, right. which gives them a little more leeway to say, hey, we may have actually dropped the hammer on a situation when – the reality is they wanted a full 17-game suspension, an indefinite suspension, and more than a $5 million well, fine. Right and now, just because it's more than what, quote-unquote, Watson wants, they could look like they've done their due diligence gave him a heart, and gave him a harsher penalty than what initially was called for without going to the maximum extreme here, which is indefinite and a, and a bigger well, fine. Well, so first of all, I'm not 
I'm not uh, convinced that that came from Watson. I'm not right. This first, let's be let's be clear here. What's going on here? There's a masterful game being played here by the NFL. It's masterful, right? It really is. I mean, he getting played. Watson getting played at every angle because he doesn't understand the parameters of the game, right? <laughs> There's a disinformation campaign going on out here, and it's bearing him out here in the public, by public opinion, every day, right? So I'm not. Why would I offer? Why would I offer eight game suspension to five million dollars? Because you're already at the mat. You're going to the mat here, right? They've already laid this down. So why would I come back? Because this will make me look like I'm weak, right? There mm-hmm. is a game being played here that is on such such a higher level. And I didn't I and I've, I've said it all week and bull you have been here, but I've, I've said it all week. He and his team don't even know what's going on here. Well, this is so far beyond the Watson thing so far, right? The Watson case itself. It's it's about beyond his years sending messages to the other rank and file sending messages to the Browns as well. They send a message to the Browns like get outside of the pocket here. We're going to bury you too, right? So this this is going to a place where I'm not even sure he's even aware how to combat it. Because there, but be clear, yeah. there's a way to combat it. Well, whose fault is that though? Well, that's his fault because he doesn't know, right? And the people around him obviously don't know. Rusty Harden is a criminal attorney, correct? Correct. All right. Did he did his job in, in Houston? Correct. Yes. Correct. Rusty's gone. You're out. Yeah. Now we're on to the next group because there's two waves here. There's a PR public relations campaign that's being uh, waged against him as well, right? And then there's another legal side of it because you've got this this labor law case that's going on here. So Rusty Hart is not the labor lawyer. So Rusty's done. And the PR campaign, he has nobody that is at least pushing back to keep the playing, playing field level so, so you can get a fair assertion of what actually happened here. Everything you see out of here out of everybody in the paper now is is being basically taken from the Sue Robinson report and now it's become de facto fact, right? And it's not de facto fact. It is an uh, uh, assumption of the evidence presented to her and she gave you out of preponderance of evidence what she thought. Now that is to be counterbalanced by what the grand juries in Texas thought, right? But nobody brings up Texas. Nobody says a thing about Texas. Yeah, and we talk about Texas. They don't even mention the Texans in here, right? So you're gonna pound Watson, but you're not gonna pound the Texans, right? There, there, there's a whole bunch being played here, right? And it's being masterfully orchestrated by the league office. Be clear to that. I've heard a few people say that they're trying to send a message so nobody else does this again. That's stupid because. If you're going to do predatory behavior, which is what we're, he's being accused of, right? Those are exactly Goodell's words, right? Just so we're clear. So, like, you're obviously in, in that moment when the next player wants to do, not, not maybe not wants to is the right word, but does something of this nature. Are they going to stop to think, well, if I do this and get caught, then I'm going to get suspended? No, this is not stopping anybody from doing anything. This is once again. So, like, the league has always made decisions based on emotion and PR and now they're back to that again, which ultimately they run the league. So I technically they can do whatever they want now. And this process was negotiated with the players. Why they agreed. Yeah, to yeah. I don't know. I guess they, you know, you never think you're going to get in trouble, whatever it may be. But I, I just think everybody's talking so much about the number of, of potential victims here 
And the bottom line is, even if it is true what he's what she wrote, right? Yeah. Let's say it's true. Okay. I still think there's a huge difference between like we've gotten to the point now where any accusation of any sexual nature is all treated as equal. This is where and then the at. only thing that makes a difference is the number, and that's not true. No, I don't think there's many people trying to argue that Deshaun Watson is completely innocent here. No. He crossed the line. Yes. I think that's prob very likely clear here. To me, it is. However, there's a big difference between being accused of rape and being accused of taking out your penis and trying to get a happy ending and not forcing it on somebody. I know it's, it's you know, pointed language, but it's true. Well, here, it doesn't mean it's not wrong, but it's not as wrong as some of the... Uh, there's levels to this thing. So just because there's a, a, a lot of numbers and he should be suspended and he's done something wrong, it doesn't... This is not worse than beating a woman. This is not worse than the accusation of rape. I don't understand how the commissioner says this is the worst thing that's ever happened. To me, that doesn't make any sense. Jay, Jay you look like you want to say something yeah. here. Uh, I was listening intently to Bull. He makes a lot of good points. I, I don't know what that... You're right. There are levels to this thing. Um, the, the, the whole reason that we're here discussing this for months is because the league hasn't yet figured out how to dole out punishment on these different levels. So they have this huge basket of six games, and that seems to be the cap. And by the way, the one thing that has bothered me throughout all this is the language that this is behavior that the, you know, this is like the worst behavior the league has ever seen. That's a little troublesome to me, only because Aaron Hernandez killed a guy while he was a member of the National Football League. Right. And somehow yeah. I think glossed over that. Yeah. Um, and certainly he was punished for that, of course. But let's let's stop that nonsense of this is this is the worst behavior that the league has ever seen. Um, I can juxtapose these allegations to the videotape that I saw of Ray Rice. In my mind, I quantify Ray Rice's behavior as worse. So I don't I don't think that we we need to say well this is the worst behavior that the league has ever seen. Therefore, it should be the stiffest punishment that the league ever hands out. I just think that's dead wrong from jump. And I don't want to get too far off track, guys, because the question initially to start the show from from McNuggets was, do you think this was a good idea to offer eight games? I, I, I think we're all in agreement here. I think it, it, it makes him look weak. I, I do like um, the, the move that the Browns made a couple of days ago to announce that they intend to start Deshaun Watson, I thought was a brilliant move because it's, it's the next chest move to the NFL. Yeah. And I, I, the reason I say that is I don't think Deshaun Watson touches the field tonight in Jacksonville. I don't. I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. My gut tells me that sometime between now and kickoff, the league is going to come out and say that Deshaun Watson has been indefinitely suspended. They do not want the image of Deshaun Watson running around on the football field creating highlights that that's the absolute last thing that the league wants. And I said this yesterday and I've maintained this for years. Roger Goodell is a man who is used to getting exactly what he wants. And I think in this case, he wants to make sure that there are no video highlights of number four running around the field with a smile on his face. That's a bad optics for the league. I don't think we're going to get to that point. And I think he's going to have his buddy, um, 
come out with the indefinite suspension before game time. I hope I'm wrong. So I, I really hope I'm wrong. So I'll me, be surprised if I am. So let me say, Jay, I think you're 100% spot on. I, I, I you know, it, it comes down to a couple things for me, right? It, um, Goodell wants his way, and I, I agree with you. I don't think Deshaun Watson hits the floor today, right? Because it just undermines exactly where they want to go. Uh, and the Browns move the other day was another move in the chess game. So they say something, and, and the Browns immediately come back and say, well, guess what? He's starting on Friday, right? That forces the next hand to say, okay, oh, well, you starting him on Friday, right? Which means now that I have to suspend him before Friday because the league's going to say, if this occurs, the league is sending a message to the Browns, no, I'm going to teach you. <laughs> I'm running this, and you're not, right? So the next move is Watson. That's why I don't believe this thing about the eight games and the five million dollars. This thing is headed one way. Either you succumb to the wishes uh, of the uh, of the uh, NFL. That's Watson. Or you say, screw it. We come this far. We're going all the way. Because the one thing I will just say this is this. Uh, and I, I've said this from the beginning. You want the answer to the equation. Uh, answer the question at the beginning of the equation, right? They have not concluded it because you cannot discount the two grand juries in Texas. You cannot do it, right? So he is not liable criminally for anything, but you're charging for everything, right? And then your collective bargaining is so broad that it has really no definition of right. what the thing. And now you start throwing out words like egregious, predatory, the worst thing I've ever seen before. Yeah. You set the table. And, and the thing I've been railing against is this, and I'm not advocating for Watson. I'm advocating for the process, the process of fairness. Watson has nobody that is pushing back to the narrative that's being created on the street. So now every time I turn on any talk show radio, read anything in print, it's like a foregone conclusion that this is, this is what occurred, right? And this is, I was like, well, what, what, who's pushing back on this, right? And so I'm not, I'm not, one of belief that he put the story out there, but I do. I am one of the belief that I'm in agreement with Jay. I'd be surprised if he gets to run around in a four jersey today in Jacksonville. Well, yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. It is worth pointing out though that the criminal grand jury in Texas and the NFL's personal conduct policy are not apples to apples. Like you cannot have be, to be. You talk about labor law. This uh, I'm just a, saying you cannot so be charged let's, criminally, let's not go, be charged criminally, go, but also still so violate the NFL off the criminal, We're moving off the criminal piece. We're talking about labor law. So labor law, the basic laws of this are that if I'm a collective bargaining agreement, if you want to change the labor law, if you want to change the rules of agreement, you have to give me proper notice first that you intend to do something. Totally that agree with that. That did not occur. I totally agree with so that. No. That did not occur. So now we create the atmosphere of disparate treatment. That, 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 that is obvious to anybody in this business knows what is going on here. And the NFL is trying to blow by the rules and regulations of basic labor law relations in this country. They are. Hey, Brad. Right? Yes. If, if I can interject just one thing, I, I agree with that, but here's where the union and Watson are in serious trouble because that same agreement that you're alluding to also gives the commissioner the power to supersede the disciplinary officer in Sue L. Robinson and the punishment that she handed out. So on one hand, I'm yeah, not saying you're that. right. You can't change the you can't I'm change not, the rules in the middle of the game. But those same rules in this agreement, and this is what makes the players' union look horrible. Yeah. The players' union agreed in this collectively bargained agreement that 
after Sue L. Robinson issued her decision, Roger Goodell then had the right to appeal and either hear that appeal himself or to appoint a designee who will hear that case. And that's where we are. And I'm not arguing that. So once he makes his ruling, the union is going to have to go to federal court because they have no ground to stand on based on their own CBA. They gave this power away. Jay, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that in any bit, right? I'm, I'm not arguing that he didn't have the right because they agreed to the terms here. What right. I'm arguing is this. There is a notice requirement required. There is a disparate treatment uh, um, uh, um, situation that has to be addressed. And I, the disparate treatment comes in. You take care of Watson, but you don't take care of the Texans. I'm fully with you on so that. That's those a joke. are the only two things they can argue here. Or Washington. Yes. Those or are, New England. I'm not arguing the, the CBA here because that's, that's Jay. That ship yeah. has sailed. They and sailed that's it on the themselves. Court. Yep. They You're sailed right. that on and, themselves. And, right. And but that, that that disagreement is for a federal court. And I I couldn't agree with you more, Brad. I think that the, what the what what the union and Deshaun Watson are facing now is to sit back and take whatever punishment the league throws at it. And then their only recourse is to go to federal court and to file a lawsuit. That's it. As you say, the desperate treatment, because it's clearly two systems of justice here. When is the investigation on the Texans open? How long is that investigation going to happen? What kind of punishment are the Texans facing? They wrote 30 checks. They were complicit into Sean Watson's behavior. So they can't skirt and get absolutely no punishment from this whole thing. So I, I think where we're going is federal court. And here's the bad thing about that. I think it was you, Brad, that said this earlier this week, and I agree with it. The reason the NFL is undefeated in federal court is because the federal court always says to the union, hey, you guys agreed to this. Yeah. And that's where our, our discussion from two days ago, which I'll go back to now, that's why it's so important that in the next CBA, and the league has to live with this for seven more years, seven plus, but in the next CBA, it absolutely is imperative, if this is a big enough hill for the union to die on, that they, that they take those powers back from the commissioner because this is a kangaroo court. This is not, this is not fair justice. It just isn't. When, when one of the parties gets to decide an appeal, that's a joke. And that's what this is. And the league, the league took advantage of the union. The union, we're, we are where we are because the union got played. Yep. And they got to live with it for yeah. seven plus more years. And unfortunately, so does Deshaun Watson. And I and I and I, and I here I, I see you got it. You added your other Emmy back there too. I see that now. Right? So you got two back here now. Look, oh yeah, I, I actually didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was there yesterday too. <laughs> All right. So I was, so I so I tell you this right. And and, and the, the, the 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 union screwed themselves right. So I can't even sit, I, I can't sit here and argue what you agreed to out of idiocy, right? But that, that's, a, that's, for the, that's for the rank and file to take up with their, their leadership there, right? That's You're right. The, the one thing we can argue is the district treatment and the notice issue. And the thing mm-hmm. is, Watson had to know that. Somebody should have told him either we, we cut a deal before this, this hearing is done with Sue L. Robinson, mm-hmm. or we got to go all the way here. There's, no in, there's going to be no in-between. And, and for some reason, in the ethos, people think that the NFL had kind of 
giving the Watson crew probably a, 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 or the Browns an eyeball that we may be willing to live with this until and, and I think everything got upturned, uh, got overturned when the heat started coming on the NFL, yeah. right? And I think the game, the game has changed there. So Watson has to know his team or should know you're in the midst of it. They're cutting no deal with you. There's no deal at this point at this point because now I got now I have to send you a lesson, right? Because the other rank and file members here, I want to send them a lesson and I'm going to send it right through you. And so the only way you're going to have to do it is you have to go the long route here. So I don't know. Is he is he got somebody ready in Delaware to follow? I mean, TRO today, I got to believe if the NFL thought they had any chance at all and they could be wrong, but if they if they thought they had any chance of all losing court, why would they be going through this? Why would they put well, they've never lost. They've never lost, so they have no reason to believe. By the way, one other thing. I am so sick of fellow media members, uh, both locally and nationally, trying to tell me and the fans and other media members that want to see Deshaun Watson play that we're bad or don't you care about women? I I don't have to prove myself whether I care about women or, or not. My record speaks for itself. But get off your high horse. There's bad guys on every team. I had some idiot who's a Bengals fan, of which I am as well, and said, oh, I would never root for a team that had a guy like Deshaun Watson. And and really? Joe Mixon? Pac-Man Jones? I could go on and on. Every team has some bad guys, okay? Mm-hmm. If they're mm-hmm. allowed to play, which he <clears throat> will be eventually, and he has a chance to make my team better, I'm going to take him. Uh, we got bad guys in every walk of life. What am I going to do? I can't go into any stores. I can't buy any clothes because they're made by kids in Bangladesh. I can't do anything anymore. you got to all pick and choose where your line is. If your line is to not watch the Browns because of Watson, good for you. Stop telling me I have to draw the same line. Well, that brings us right to our our next point here, Bull, is there are 52 other guys on this roster. Now there's more because it's a preseason, but when the season comes down, there'll be 52 other guys. And this Watson saga and any outside distraction takes a toll on not only their mental preparation for games but on their mental wellness and Brad you've been in situations in, yeah. in your career where there's been outside distractions how much of a toll do you think this Watson saga is having on the other 52 guys and coaching staff for the Browns well I'm sure they would be rather dealing with other things but let me just tell you it really is uh, the temperatures taken from the person's getting the heat because most here most most players professional players have a theory right and the theory is let me stay out of your locker because I don't know what the hell going on in your locker. I'm going to just mind my own business. And that's how they want to keep mm-hmm. it, right? Now, if you're on a team where somebody's under serious duress and heat, right, it can become problematic if that person starts to melt down. So I don't know how Watson's temperature is, right, but he, he catches it from all angles. Now, if he looks like he's melting, it's going to melt down to the other people. Now, if it looks like he's not melting down, right, and that he's – He's going on about uh, a professional posture, then it shields the rest, right? And I'll give you a case in point. When Kobe Bryant was under duress for the case in Colorado, mm-hmm. he was flying back from Colorado to Laker playoff games. He sure was. And dropping performed. 50. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Played hard. So that shielded the other guys because the stance he took was like, I didn't do it, right? Didn't do it. And I'm gonna handle that, right? And so they just took their posture. Now, if it looks like you're succumbing to it and everything else, it can become problematic because the first question you're gonna get asked here from anyone is this: What do you think about that? Yeah, Miles Garrett, what do you think about that? Chuck. Yeah. I'm not how many yards you have. What do you think about that, Chuck? Right. Right. Yeah. And it can just wear you down. 
Well, Jason Lloyd was in Bulls chair yesterday and said yeah. that Watson had been handling this situation mentally from a flawless standpoint until he got news that the NFL was appealing his suspension while he was signing autographs, and it was the first time he said he had heard that Watson looked drained and deflated a little bit. And, Jay, you mentioned you talked to Jimmy Donovan, who's been out at camp, and that kind of seemed yeah. to be right in line with what he said. Is that correct? You're dead on. And, um, first of all, I want to say it's, it's moments like this that our show and our viewers are so lucky that we have a guy like Brad on our panel because Brad I don't think you could have more eloquently stated exactly what goes on in a professional locker room and using the Kobe Bryant example is absolutely spot on he handled his business he was flying back and forth between Colorado and Los Angeles and coming home and dropping 50 and it was you could see the other Lakers look around like there must be nothing to see here exactly and I do think this was Jimmy's point earlier this week Jimmy said that the mood in camp was relatively positive throughout the entire camp until word came that the league was going to appeal. He said in that moment, it almost felt like someone just let the air out of the room. And you could, you could feel that there was a deflation going on with the team morale. And I think, I think a microcosm of that is exactly what Jason said that Deshaun was signing autographs when one of the fans said, hey, Deshaun, the league just decided that they're going to appeal. And Jason said that his physical energy took a, took a quick Suck turn down. down. Well, if Jason saw that and the fans saw that, his teammates see that too. And my fear is, and, you know, there's a saying, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? My fear that when the story is written for the 2022 Cleveland Browns, that it's going to be a situation where this Deshaun Watson thing took on a life of its own. And ultimately, once the team is finally made aware of what their situation will be, and I think that's coming very, very soon, my fear is that everybody in that locker room is going to look around and say, we're screwed. Our guy's gone. We know what the situation is now. And so often in the NFL, that first three or four weeks, that first quarter of the season really sets the tone for the entire year. And everybody knows when you get off to a bad start, it's really hard to overcome that. Yeah. And my fear is that there is going to be a lot of negative energy if this decision comes out in an, in an unfavorable way for the Browns. And the whole thing is going to spiral out of control. And it, it won't matter if Jimmy G is the quarterback. It won't matter if Jacoby Brissett is the quarterback. If it's anybody other than number four, my fear for a length of time, my fear is this thing's going to go sideways yeah. in a hurry. I hope I'm wrong. I'm a diehard yeah. Browns fan. I'm done with the losing. I want to see this team make a long playoff run. My fear is if they're dealt this hand that I believe is coming, everybody's going to kind of look around. And I know it's a next man up mentality, and you can say that. But when your next man yeah. is replacing the man, it's not always it's just different. a next man up mentality. There's a lot of different angles of this, Jay. First of all, to your point on that last part, that's coaching, right? I mean, the coach cannot yeah. allow, that's coaching and leadership on this team, which is part coaching and part the other leaders. You can't, obviously, if Deshaun Watson is out for the whole season, it, it changes, you're human. The, the fans are going to think differently about the year and the players will think differently. They could say what they want about next man up, but you're right. It, it, 
you can't replace Deshaun Watson with Jacoby Brissett or Jimmy Garoppolo, not for an entire season. What you're saying about Kobe, obviously, that's great insight that we can't get anywhere else. The only thing I would say that's a big difference is that the Lakers weren't worried, at least at that point, about Kobe not playing. He, the league wasn't trying to stop him from playing. In this case, the league is trying to stop Deshaun Watson from playing, and the team has this hanging over their heads. There's no way it can't, even if he was perfect, which would help, but even beyond that, knowing that you're not going to know if you're going to have your best, your most important player, there's no debate. Uh, if, if, if the Lakers players were worried, is Kobe going to show up today? I mean, that would have to affect them. And, and it's the same thing here. Even if it was an injury, I guess, to some degree, the same thing. Like, Watson gives you a chance to win. The other guys don't. I don't think they can win a, a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think they can make the playoffs with Jacoby Brissett, not for a whole season. So it, 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 it certainly changes how we're going to feel about the team. And there's no doubt it's got to affect the players. So, so, so let me say that the, uh, well, the Lakers were worried about Kobe Bryant showing up at the game because he was in a criminal proceeding, yeah. not knowing how long that was going to take, how long was he going to be able to get back. So they were worried, was, okay. was he going to show or not? Yeah. The thing I will tell you, though, it is, um, and I'll just say this, and again, um, you are where you are. Right, the decisions that you've made here. Yeah, I'm sure the Browns were clued in to some factor what position Watson was going to take. Right, so at some point here, um, you're riding the coattails of whatever decision he needs to go. The the players, the other players, are looking for. Can I term it? Some prop to be propped up in the back, right? You know, the one thing Kobe Bryant was adamant about that he did not do, what he was being accused of. And he stood fast with that, right? The other players feed off of that, right? Like, all right, he said he didn't do it. So when Jay comes in, somebody, he dropped 50. And I guess he didn't do it because he feel like he didn't do it. So I'm going to go here and drop 50 on you, right, right? right? So now Watson is going uh, swimmingly well, right? Jay out of camp. Everything good, looks good. Signing autographs. Everything's going smoothly. He gets the six-game uh, suspension from Suell Robinson, right? Everything goes well. And then they drop the bomb on his like a pin bin in a, in a balloon. The air just start being yeah. sucked out of here. Yes. Right. And so the teammates now are looking to see how you react to that. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. And if yeah. you look like you're being Absolutely. deflated by that, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Right. Right. So I would tell you that you, you, you the one thing I said, Sean Watson is 26, 26 years old. He's just young. Can you imagine what it's like to have this heat on you every day, no. 24 hours a day? for the length of time has been on you, it's got to be draining to you. Mm -hmm. It has to be draining. It's draining to us as right. fans. So, it has, so if you're if you're in the midst of it, it has to be draining to <sighs> yeah. you, right? So the one thing that he cannot do is waver. He cannot waver, but who props him up? The team you have around you props you up. I'm not just talking about his teammates. His internal team that is supporting him during this entire process have to keep him uplifted, right? As you, because you're 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 working through the the environment, you're working through the system now. The system has many ebbs and flows, so it ups and downs. Somebody has to say, hey, here's the get. This is what we're doing. This is why we're doing it because we. Somebody there has to say that we did not do this. I don't care what you say. We didn't do it, and that's what he has to grab onto because his teammates are looking. For some assurance, because you think they don't go home and people are asking them like, "Damn, you playing with this dude? I mean, yeah, this dude, this dude did everything." And 
and you have to have the belief that the person you with that you're crawling next to in that trench is the person that you think he is, right? Because if you don't, that's a whole nother game. Here's the one thing about the Kobe Watson mm-hmm. comparison, I would I would say, with Kobe's situation, they knew he was going to play if he was able to get back in time. It was able to get right. back. He was the able to get back in time. The league wasn't trying to stop yeah. him. And that gave the Lakers and his teammates at least a, a glimmer of hope that, hey, if Kobe will be back, Kobe's playing tonight. With the Browns, they hope Watson will play this year. They have no clue because we have no clue. Watson has no clue. And the only person who knows is Peter C. Harvey and whatever he decides. And I think with the lack of hope at the end, the lack of the light at the end of the tunnel for his teammates to kind of latch onto and say, hey, we just need to make it eight games. We need to make it ten games. It is extremely hard to keep that morale as high as it should be. You know what's the the weird thing is that for, for a while, when the case was with Sue Robinson, we were all saying six games is a win. Six games is a win. Maybe even eight's a win. Now, I'd sign for 12 games right now just to get hey, him Bull. at some point in the season. Yeah. That's a great point. I'm glad you made it. Somebody that, I, that I've that i spoken with in the last week who covers the league and he's been very involved in covering this story made that point exactly. The point that was made was when the league first heard that it was going to be six games and they licked their finger and they put it in the air and they said, okay, now let's see what the reaction to this is. One of the things that they believe resonated with the league was the fact that the Browns and the Browns fan base and by all accounts, everybody involved in this situation on the Brown side was actually looking at this saying, that's a win for us. We dodged a bullet. So when the league's doing its mental gymnastics, how is this being perceived? I think one of the things was that, that they used to equate into this whole this whole process was, well, the team and everybody in their camp thinks that he got off easy. So we can't have that. And so here's what I believe is going to happen. I believe that by kickoff today, Peter C. Harvey is either going to say it's an indefinite suspension or, and we've talked about this many times, perhaps the best decision is the one that neither side is thrilled with, but also both sides could live with. And here's what I believe that number is, guys. I believe it's 12 games. It's not the full 17 and and perhaps even more that Goodell has now publicly stated on record he's looking for. And it's also more than the six that everybody in the Browns camp kind of said, whew, we dodged a bullet. Right. So you're kind of splitting the difference. You're setting it at 12 games. And I also think there's going to be a much bigger financial punishment yeah. that goes along with this. Is it a $5 million fine? Is it a $10 million fine? I don't know. But if I had to make a guess right now, could easily be wrong because we're all just guessing. That's all we're doing. Sure. I would say that it would be 12 games, $10 million. Gavel is slammed. And I think, I think at that point, Maybe Deshaun and the NFLPA say we're good with this. Let's just play football. Jay, that would have and to be, I, I, that would have to, that deal would have to be cut before tonight. Because it's not a deal. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying a deal. I'm, I'm saying that's what Peter C. Harvey is going to issue. That's you, my you, guess. You think he's going to issue the 12 game kicker? You think that's what's going on? Well, the reason I say that is because again, remember, I think 
the, the, the right decision here is the one that neither side is thrilled with, but both sides could live with. And I believe that that I think that that fits the bill here. Either 10 or 12 games kind of fits the rule. Okay. And I, I don't think either side is going to be doing backflips over that ruling. But I also think that both sides would would say at the end of the day, that's judicious and fair. And it kind of splits the extremes that, that both camps were kind of looking at. So if it's 10 or if it's 12, here's what has to happen. This is why I think it's going to happen before kickoff today. It's past damn time, everybody knows. Yeah. There, there's, there's no new evidence coming to light. Peter C. Harvey has had all of these briefs. He's had the case. He knows what this is. He knows what's going on. Make a damn decision so we can stop talking about this absolute nonsense because football has started. Games yep. are underway. And every player in the league is having to pay an unfair price because yeah. we're not talking about football. We're talking about Deshaun Watson, and it's high time this thing ends. If it is 12 games, in my personal opinion, that is the worst-case scenario for the Browns because I think it sabotages this season. And even though it gets Watson back on the field, by that point, 12 games in, I'm not sure they'll be able to stay afloat with Jacoby Brissett, which brings us to our next topic, Yeah. which is what Mary Kay reported yesterday, that if yeah. Watson's suspension gets extended past six games, the Browns, as they always would do, would be interested in some other quarterback options, including one Jimmy G. And, Bo, we'll start with you. We've talked about this yeah. before. Does it make sense for the Browns to go after Jimmy G if the suspension to Deshaun Watson gets increased past six games? Yes, unless it's the full season. Then it becomes a question mark. Now, I still think they'll do it, but if the suspension ends up being 8, 10, 12 games, then to me it's a no-brainer to go get Jimmy Garoppolo because Jimmy Garoppolo is much better than Jacoby Brissett. He's uh, you know, a class or two better. Jo Jacoby Brissett's a backup quarterback. It's as simple as that. I don't want him to start 12 games. Jimmy Garoppolo is a limited quarterback. He's a bottom-level starter, but he's won a lot of games. That's a, you know, I'm not usually win games guy. Can I give you a stat on that? Go ahead. He's 33 and 14 in his career. Yeah. His career win percentage, seven or .703. That's the yeah. third highest active win percentage for any quarterback with yes. 45 now, starts. Now he's been surrounded by excellent talent, but he does and, win. And he's usually yeah, well, you, you, <laughs> could, you can make a case the talent has carried him. He ain't carrying the talent. <laughs> However. <laughs> He has been a – you can't argue with it. He went to the World Series – World Series, went to the Super Bowl, went to the NFC Championship game last year. Uh, he gives them a better chance to stay afloat. Now, if the <coughs> suspension's for the full year, I don't know if I do it because I don't, I don't think you can win in the playoffs ultimately with Jimmy Garoppolo. The AFC quarterback class is too good, and even though the Browns have a talented team, I can't see Garoppolo winning three games – against Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. All, I can't see him winning three games against those guys, even with the Browns' talent, because those other teams are good too. But if it's 12 games, if it's 10 games, to me, <clears throat> plus if it's the full season, I don't want to screw up the cap for next year when in theory that's my bad. But I'm will, listen, I don't want to give up on the season if I don't have to. And if I'm going to get Watson back at all, then I need my best chance to stay afloat. Jimmy G can give me, I think, at least can go 512 <clears throat> games, at least, maybe better. And that gives me a chance to still make the playoffs. And if I have Watson in the playoffs, round, then I got a chance to win it all because hopefully he'll be ready to go by the playoffs. Well, and I and I say this first of all, there's a rallying effect here that has to. I, I haven't heard that out of the Browns camp, right? Because when when one of us, one of us, one of us <laughs> on this, when I say one of us on this team yeah. is under duress, 
it has to become a mentality of us against them, right? So we don't want to see the ship go down. So we're going to we're going to huddle together to make sure that the ship, even if I don't believe in the total fact, but I'm going to make sure that the ship doesn't get sunk from the beginning. Right. So my question is, do you like what you have in Brissette? If you if you're being honest with yourself, the other players, they're not stupid. <clears throat> they know can I win with this dude or not? Right now, if you cannot win with this dude, then OK, we have to do something else, right? We're not talking about you hold me over to four or five, six games, and then we bring my main guy back in. <clears throat> That's not the case. And you can't muster up a thing for 12 plus games. Then you have to go ahead and make a move, right? Because the window of opportunity here for the Browns is already closing. You know what they say in sports: once it opens, it automatically starts to close. Yep. So it's closing. So either we're gonna go or we're not gonna go. I remember I was the one on this set saying, "I don't give a damn. Keep Baker Mayfield around here till you find out what happens with Watson, right?" So I had somebody in the bag, right? Now you get rid of one in the bag, and now you got to go get another dude in the bag now. No, I, I agree. And, Jay, I'll let you go next, but if it's 10 or 12 games, as Brad mentioned, the championship window's only open for so long. You have Miles Garrett under contract in his prime. You have Nick Chubb under Garrett in his prime. Amari Cooper's not getting any younger. These guys, when you have them under contract at this age, the championship window's two, three years. And if Watson has a chance to come back this year and salvage your team in the playoffs— you have to do whatever you can to keep your team afloat until Watson's able to return to the field, which for 10 games, for 12 games, if it's any stretch like that, I think it's pretty easy to see that Jimmy G gives you a better chance to win than Jacoby Brissett would. I mean, if it wasn't for one overthrown ball and an insane Mahomes play in the Super Bowl, he wins that one. And if it wasn't for Jaquiski Tart dropping an interception in the NFC Championship game this year, he makes it back to last year's Super Man, first Bowl. He played pretty awful. First, he, he played, first, he played first of all, yeah. we're not going to make Garoppolo into Brady. Let's no, no, stop, I'm let's not, stop I'm with not, that. I'm just saying. Right? Just, let's stop with that. I'm, right? I'm not saying he's been surrounded by a no, bunch no, of talent. Listen, I don't I agree. care what time it's in. He's been surrounded by a no, bunch no, no. of talent. But he has I'm, carried I am not trying to make Garoppolo out to be a top 10 quarterback. But I'm saying he's 4 2 in the playoffs. Well, you keep giving me these stats like he's like the king. But he has playoff experience. If he's not the king, if he was the king. Uh, Mikey, they, they wouldn't be trying to run him out of every ship that he's on. They run him out of every ship that he's on for a reason. I'm not saying Brissett's a top 10 guy. I'm saying he's better than uh, – Garoppolo's not a top 10 guy. He's better yeah. than Brissett. But if yes. if I was the Browns and I had to get a backup quarterback to bring in, the guy I'm looking at, and he's not available, but I would do everything I could to get Tyler Huntley in here. What he did for Baltimore last night oh, was phenomenal. I know it's, it's a preseason, preseason game. It's preseason. He was great. He was great filling Stop in for playing. Lamar Jackson great. last year. And I know the Ravens wouldn't trade him to a he division wasn't team. I watched every Tyler Huntley yeah, was very good in the back. I watched every play. For the Ravens. Right. Nuggets. I take him over Garoppolo. Come on, happening. come on, Jay. Jay, come on. I know it's not happening, <laughs> but I'm saying if you're asking me who's the best option, who's the best option? Yeah. He's not. Look at that. He's not happening. It's the preseason. Who cares? Let me let let me let McNugget say on secret. You're in Ohio. We know football. That's I'm, what, not, I'm not uh, saying y'all don't. Football. I'm not and saying y'all don't. This dude here, this, this dude here is not the dude. Cares. He's, not the, he's, he's, do? he's not the guy, right? I'm going to no, say, he, if you're going to go with Huntley, you might as well go over set, right? Seriously. They're, they're not, they're not, they're not going to trade him to a, no, to a team not. that they I hate said that. I know. Uh, in their divisions. So, I, I think before I answer this, I have to say, literally before I came down to do the show, my wife said, hey, are we signing that cute guy today? That's where we are now. Guys. That's <laughs> Is that where, where we, we are. are Jay? He's the best women are not, in women America. Are not cheer- 
Women are cheering for the Browns to sign Garoppolo so they yeah. can have the hottest quarterback coach combination in the history of, of the that's NFL. True. Yes, <laughs> they, without a doubt. They really, that's, that's what it's become. Yeah. Um, that, then women will watch the Browns, you can bet, with, <laughs> yeah. uh, with Garoppolo as the quarterback and old salt and pepper Stefanski as the head coach. I can see the cutaways now. Um, <laughs> bull, bull, yeah. congratulations because you got it exactly right. If this suspension is for a year, you don't make the move right. because ultimately you're going to have to play the most important games of the season with the guy who, yes, is an upgrade from where they are now with Brissett, but he's not going to, you're not getting past this juggernaut of quarterbacks in the AFC with Jimmy Garoppolo. You're right. just not going to do it, even with this talent. However, if the suspension is eight or 10 or even 12, I bring Garoppolo in. I take my chances that the season is still salvageable. When Watson comes back, now you've got the most important football of the season, late November, all of December, right. and the playoffs yeah. with your number one guy right. and a team that's already gelled together as, this, as the season has progressed. So anything less than a season, I'm on the phone with Garoppolo immediately. The same reporter that I talked to a couple of days ago um, about sort of where this situation is sitting with the league also said this about Garoppolo. The Niners are going to cut him. They, they just are. They're not, they're not going to take that hit. So if you're the Browns, maybe you just sit on the sidelines. You don't have to give up anything. You just have to pay his salary. You just sit on the sidelines. You wait for that to happen. Now, granted, that means you're going to have to go to war with Jacoby Brissett for the first couple of games. But the way this schedule is built I'm okay if Brissett has to play two, three games until we get Garoppolo in here, up to speed with the offense. Then, as the schedule really starts to get nasty, you turn it over to Garoppolo and you take your chances. It literally might be patchwork quarterback here for the Browns, but anything less than a full season, and I, I want Garoppolo on the roster. Yeah. Well, Jay, you're thinking, you're thinking, you're thinking very logically here. People in this town are in a panic. I mean, they're in a panic here. Right. And so I'm not sure because what you just said is very smart. Let's just play this out here. Let's see. We got first four games. Looks kind of light. Look like I might be able to squeeze my way through it. And if I know that San Francisco is talking about cutting him, let me just wait and see if they cut him. Right. But that would mean you would have to be steadfast in your belief that he can get you through the four games. Now, the, the, the flip side of it, the panic in this town, because I hear it on the radio. I see it on TV. I hear it in, in Whole Foods. I mean, the panic is unreal in this town. I'm like, anytime something goes sideways, yeah. we immediately go to panic yeah. here, right? Relax. That's true. Worst That's case true. scenario. Relax. Always. Relax. Let's figure out how to get to the first part of the season, right? We don't have to have Garoppolo doesn't have to be here today. Does not have to be here today because right. we don't know how this is going to play itself out yet. Because you still don't know if, if, if Peter C. Harvey drops this thing today, you have to wait to see what Watson's reaction is it to. Does he file and get a TRO that gives him the first eight? Because they won't see it before the first eight. They won't hear this before the first eight games, right? So if you think about that. Is that even on the table? Right. If he goes to get the TRO, it's a wrap. They'll try to do that. They will definitely try to do that. It's a wrap. And, and that would allow him to play the first eight I mean, games I, of the I'm season. going back to Ezekiel Elliott and everybody granted. else. That's, that's about seven, eight games. So... You still have to wait and see what Watson does to this, right? Right, and then if that's the case, it still gives you a leverage time with Jimmy G, right? Yeah. Because 
San Francisco, if, if, if they see Watson is going to uh, appeal it, San Francisco is going to cut him. Yeah, they're going to cut him right away. And we still have a month to the season. Jimmy G's a veteran. It wouldn't take him that long to get acclimated. He's familiar I mean, with West Coast offense. Yeah, as well. right. I, I'm not worried about it. It's not an emergency to go get him right now. First of all, you're not going to do anything until we know what the Watson resolution is. No, and it's not so. coming anytime soon, unless Peter C. Harvey decides well, to announce it. Could it could come today. Well, as I said, unless he yeah. decides to announce it soon. Yeah. But the conclusion of this saga with the right. appeal and yeah. all that. That's but, true. But, the, but the point of the matter is, and I think Jay is spot on, we all tired now. I'm yes, tired we of are. talking about Everybody's it. Everybody's yes, ready are. to move on. Let's just yeah. get on to the football. You want to talk some football? Just give Let's me the, do it. Just give you me want to talk thing. some real football? Because yeah. guess what? For the first time in a long time, <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are playing a football game tonight, albeit a preseason game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. But at 7 p.m. tonight, we will have Browns football. Jace, love child, Cade York, will kick off for yeah. <laughs> the Browns tonight. In- by the way, I, we got to bring up how Mikey McNuggets just embarrassed himself by saying the Browns should trade for Tyler Huntley because he had a good preseason. <laughs> he had a great Wait a second. Wait a second. A great- this is my beef, okay? We have people all over the country, <laughs> all over this town, who go bananas about the pre- Forget this preseason. Was not the, this is not the preseason second. game. They're going bananas about training camp. I'm hearing, this guy looked great in training camp. <laughs> it's freaking training camp. Nobody's getting hit. I agree. But he played well last year in Mike, relief of Lamar listen, Jackson. I am the reason I'm going to dominate the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show Fantasy League, even though we're only doing 10 teams, it looks like, is because I am a professional fantasy league player. Yes, okay? you are. <laughs> and I have had the Lamar Jackson in my keeper league. Okay, we have contracts. And I'm getting to the point of this in a second. I've had Lamar Jackson as my quarterback since he was a rookie. Okay. On my keeper league fantasy team. So I had Tyler Huntley last year. As soon as Lamar Jackson got hurt, I picked up <laughs> Tyler Huntley. And I played him. So I watch I watch my quarterback's games every time for my Keeper League Fantasy because it's a big money league. So I watched Tyler Huntley take every snap. I, you know, I had to bring, yeah, yeah, big money. Big, big money league. Big money for me. <laughs> but Ty, so I watched every snap Tyler Huntley took. First of all, he's okay. He's a backup quarterback. Don't tell me how good he is. They didn't win any games. He didn't play that great. He did all right. You know, nobody was that worried. The, the, the whole team was a mess. And he wasn't that good. You know, the stats look fine, but he dinks and dunks down the field. He's nothing special. And as Jay said before, they're not trading for him anyway. My point is people go so crazy about the preseason and training camp. They over, this guy's amazing. Best shape of his life. Shut the hell up and just enjoy the games. <laughs> Don't read too You can't I, I read agree. much into preseason and training camp. We can enjoy it. I'm happy to watch the Browns play tonight. It'll be fun to see some action, but we can't go crazy about it. My thing with Huntley was he played well enough last year and he fits what Watson does more than Garoppolo. And that's it. And I said, I said in my little thing, like, I said in my thing they would never trade for him, but that's but the quarterback you, you, who you, I would want you over, if you we overstated won. his qualifications. So, okay. Let's, let's talk a little Browns football. Yeah. Yeah. Before we move on from that real quickly, yeah. why, why, why Garoppolo is, I think, the answer in this situation. He's, he's had some really big playoff wins. I know he's beaten Dak. He's beaten... Kirk Aaron Cousins. Rogers? Yeah. Aaron He's beaten Rodgers twice, twice, I think. You might want to check that. But, and, be, and, yeah. and look what happened uh, against Mahomes. You know, I mean, you, you pointed that out just a little while ago. He was in position to win that game, too. So, you know, the, the quarterbacks that this guy's beaten, I know everybody wants to say, well, the 33 and 14, you can't dismiss the one record you can't dismiss for quarterback is the winning percentage. Because that's what you're measured on. You're measured on wins. And bad quarterbacks can't beat good teams by themselves. And good quarterbacks, um, 
should should take care of business against bad teams by themselves. And that's what Garoppolo has done. So I, I just think that he might be the answer. So if this Deshaun Watson thing blows up later and we find out that we're going to be without him for 10, 12 games, I, I think that news needs to be immediately countered by a move to go get Garoppolo unless they want to play the waiting game and, and wait and see if the, if the Niners release him. I'll just say the stat one more time. He has a yeah. 70% career win percentage, all right. third highest among all starters with 45. Are we excited to watch this game let's tonight? Watch, let's talk some preseason, though. Yeah. The Browns are playing. Yes. They're playing the Jaguars, who already played a preseason game. But we'll start with you. Yeah. I know you don't care about the preseason whatsoever. As you I don't care about stated, it. In ter- but who are I, you excited to watch? I am excited. Well, I'm excited to watch Deshaun Watson. I know Jay and Brad don't think he's going to play. <laughs> I do think he's going to play. Uh, and obviously, I'm just guessing. And I could – because if ultimately the suspension does come down today, unless it's indefinite or a full season, then he could even if it was 12 games, he could still play. But mm-hmm. uh, so I am as of this moment, 12:01 p.m. <laughs> I am excited to see Deshaun Watson play. My beef with the preseason is just the people that blow it out of proportion what it means. But we haven't seen football in a while. I love football, so I am excited to see the Browns play a football game. I'm excited to see how Deshaun Watson looks with his receivers. Uh, I'm, 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 I don't want to see Nick Chubb at all. I have no interest in seeing Nick Chubb on the field. I don't want him taking any hits in the preseason. He barely played if it played. I don't know if he took that. Maybe he took one or two. He had two carries last year. Yeah. I don't want him doing anything, but I want to see the passing game because that's the most unknown about the team right now. Obviously, we know the defense is totally returning. The running game is the same. The passing game is new. So, even though it's the preseason, I just kind of want to get a look at it. You weren't here yesterday when we had the discussion, but yeah. – Assuming Watson does play tonight, Bowl, how long and how many series would you want him to play? I'd play him the whole first half. I think he needs the reps, especially if he's going to be suspended 6, 8, 10, 12 games. I think the reps now mm. are important for him. because And there's no risk of injury. Well, I mean, there's always a risk of injury. But even if he, unless it was a super serious injury, even if he got a nagging injury, it wouldn't be the end of the world because he can't play for the next month or two anyway. Brad? Not that you want that to happen. Well, that's assuming Watson plays. Let's say Watson was available, which I doubt. But if he is, I'm excited to see Deshaun Watson. I haven't seen him in a long time. I want to see what he looks like. Right? But then again, who's he going to play with? Because I'm not expecting Chubb to, Chubb to play. Uh, am, I, am I first two receivers playing? I'm not sure. Yes. Not, I'm not sure that's the case. Yeah. The fancy did say most of the starters would play. You yes. know, and then my question would be, like, would you be doing this in the first regular preseason game if Watson – was was not suspended. They would not be coming until later. Tonight, I think so. they would because he didn't play last year. If he had played last year, no, no, no. I'm saying if Watson did if Watson was a totally normal, normal situation, then no, he, no, I don't think he played. They, they would yeah. maybe one. They wouldn't. They wouldn't the be most. playing at all, right? Yeah. So if I'm a veteran, <clears throat> I'm looking at Stefanski like, are you nuts? Because I'm not supposed to be playing the game three, right? That's not. This is not how this works, right? You're. you're I'm getting punished. <laughs> Because of the situation, right? I, I can guarantee you that's going on in the locker room. Like, mm. I'm not playing yet. I got 17 regular season games to play. I'm not doing that nonsense. Why do you have me out here in this preseason thing? So, but to your question, if Watson plays, I'm excited to see Watson. On the defensive side, you know, those corners, after what, after, after what, what my man in Cincinnati said this Jamar week. Chase? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see how these corners stack up here now. Because I would have, Jay, I would have been taking that real personal. Like, you talking to me? You putting me out on Twitter like that? On IG? You, you, oh, you having the shows on me. You tell, you just like, I don't have any parents here. Okay. 
By the way, I'm confused by this trash talking because it was all like, yeah, it was actually complimentary in a way. It, it was, it was I, complimentary. It yeah. was spun. It was spun the wrong way. In yeah. my view, I think a lot of people the way and that's the danger of Twitter. They took part of what he said yep. and put it out there and it made it seem like Chase was putting these guys on blast. The question was, who does he consider elite? And he started his answer by saying, well, Denzel Ward. Well, and then and then he he just he talked about Ward and his play, but then he went on to say he doesn't think Newsom is elite, but he talks and he brings it. And I I thought I, I'm with you, Bull. When I watched that, I'm like, I, I didn't feel that was a diss. I thought that was complimentary. When I saw the video, right, because when I first read it, I said, okay, he's not it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But when I saw the video, he was talking trash. Cause then he said, because the, the, the part that took me when he was like, you know, up in Cleveland, they be talking. Yeah, we do be yeah. talking. Yeah, we do. But that's but that's not that's not derogatory to well, their yeah, game. Uh, he it was it was derogatory. He was complimentary to of their game. That's because he said he said he said he basically said that Denzel Ward was elite, elite elite by de facto saying he was elite, right? Without saying it. But also said at the same time that Newsom wasn't nothing, right? Basically, that's what I he said about Newsom. I don't ever want to give bulletin board material, whether it can be taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I agree with you. you on never that, want to do that. I, It yeah. probably wasn't smart because if we're sitting here arguing over the interpretation of it, then right. Newsom and Denzel can also argue over whether or not that was complimentary yeah. or whether or not that was that was a diss. Well, we knew they uh, took it as a diss, Jay, because they both responded on their own Instagrams to it. And then yeah, the but Browns, I thought the way they responded was kind of tongue-in-cheek, like like they had fun with it, I thought. Did you see what the Browns tweeted, though? The Browns yeah, then tweeted again, on site. So I'm just saying, it, it wasn't taken. I think it was tongue-in-cheek, because I think they actually heard the full quote. Yeah. And sure. they, they shut down Chase last year. What did the Browns say? I didn't see the Browns. The Look, Browns just tweeted They did shut down emotion. Chase last oh, year. Man, man. He they had did. six catches for 75 yards in two games against uh, the Browns with no yeah. touchdowns. His fewest production against any team in the yeah, league, frankly. Right. Yeah, by far. And, it, by and far. both were way below his average, yep. his per-game average. They're all so excellent he, players. Look. That's yeah. going to be a battle yeah. that we get to watch as fans for years to come. It's going to be How great. lucky are we that we get to see those wide receivers against the Browns defensive backs, particularly in coverage. Like, that's what you dream of. Jay, that's the like fact that special match. Jay, that's like Isaac awesome. Curtis and who was here when Isaac was Hanford here? Was it <laughs> yeah, Isaac Curtis and Minifield? Yes. Against Isaac Curtis and... Uh, Collinsworth and all them, yeah. right? That's like that's when that was. Yeah, and that's yeah, why we're out. lucky. We're lucky to have it. And that's why you um, go out and draft I, guys like Emerson and you develop guys like AJ Green because it's yeah. not just the two-on-two -two matchup. It, the Bengals go four deep at receiver. Right. The Browns go four, five, six deep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a great matchup for many years. Yeah. I'm Jay, looking who are you looking forward, forward to, to guys, watching tonight? I got to run, so I'll give you my answer quickly. I can't even believe I have to tell you guys. Who am Cade I looking York. forward to watching? Cade York. Cade York. Yeah, He's going to nail a 50-yard field goal, and all of you guys are going to say, wow, this guy's got it. I've been saying it for months. He's the you most important draft pick that the Browns made last draft. Jay? He, I, I can't disagree with that. I mean, he's he's going to play the most important role of any of the rookies. There's there's no doubt. I mean, it's yeah. an important. Oh, Look at that, that stat. I like he's, a good he's kicker. He's 17 of 18 in camp. And his miss was almost a 60-yarder. Like, oh. the guy is – the AFC Central is going to have the best collection of kickers that any ever. division has ever seen. Yeah. It's unbelievable how good these, at, these at, kickers are. And we had to keep up with the Joneses. Right. And we finally found our guy. And I will say that 
I don't, I, I poo-poo pretty much everything in camp. I think 17 of 18 to me, like I can't get that excited about it until he does it in the game. However, I have seen, uh, to be positive about it, I have seen other drafted kickers be a disaster in training camp. Sure. And so the fact that he's making them all is only good because I would be more worried about the negative than I am. He's still got, he's got to pr- prove and that's it games player. and, you know, pressure. Yes. But he's not like, I agree. He at least you're not losing confidence in him in in camp. That's that's important. Hey Jay, yeah, you could, I I think you're right. You can lose ground, but yes. it's hard to make up ground in camp. You're right. expected to make every kick. Go yes. make it. Yes, Jay, I do like your. Go kicker. ahead, Brad. I I like your kicker, right? <laughs> you like him, don't you? I like it. I told you because I saw the stuff we had before. It was trash. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it was trash. I like you. you we would cross your fingers. Like, is he gonna make this thing? I know. We don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. Guys, I got to run. Um, see you, I'll Jay. see you Monday. We'll see Drop you Monday. those Take keys. Care, guys. Drop the keys to the boat at Bear Creek by my house. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Brad will I'll put them in the drop box. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jake. <laughs> Anthony, we yeah. have see some guys. Uh, internet responses to that same question of who our fans are most looking forward to seeing tonight. Also, how about the Cleveland sign, by the way, in the front of the set? Yeah, slick. You notice oh, it, Paul? Yeah, slick. Look slick. at that. That's new. As of today, it's the ultimate yes. Cleveland sports uh, show. So we did reach out and ask who everybody was excited to see tonight. And whenever we ask the internet anything, it's we brought to f- you by PCC Airfoils. And we got a frozen J. <laughs> Looking for a career advancement and great benefits, PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. And all locations of PCC Airfoils in Eastlake, Menor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 an hour and up. Plus, get a full benefit package, paid time off, and signing bonus. Apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. You make airfoils, make me feel royal, trust me, ooh-wee, I want PCC. That's slick. That is, that is phenomenal. That's, that's, that's Eddie Everhart. That's Give nice. it up for Eddie. That's nice. that's oh, Eddie tweets at me all the time that's reaching the show. Eddie's a big UCSS fan. I love it. We need more fans. We, yes. we take, we take more drops. Which, uh, I'll look in there. <laughs> we need more fans because I'm sick of doing I'm not sick of it. I actually have fun doing it every day. But we need more fans to do that. Eddie, that was phenomenal. Eddie crushed it, yeah. Than the ones I've let, 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 let's get one more Eddie I round mean, of was, If you guys send it to us, either DM me yeah. on Twitter, DM the show on Twitter, send it to yeah. via email at UCS at WKYC.com. Love it. We are now cleared by legal to use any fan submissions that, because Eddie sent us that yes. on Sunday. Yes. Took us a while to get it cleared. Now we right. are cleared to use them. So, Eddie, thank you. And we Mike calls me this it. morning, and he's like, are you okay if we play somebody else? And I'm like, what, what am I, some prima donna that I don't want anybody else to do? <laughs> I just wanted to make sure you were cool no, with it. No, so. I think it's great, and I love it. And that was awesome. That was fantastic. Eddie, yeah, great job, Eddie. And we, yeah. are, we are excited to see what the rest of our UCSS crew yeah. can come up with. Absolutely. But, Anthony, let's get to some internet answers. Who is the internet looking most forward to watching tonight in the Browns-Jaguars preseason opener? Fitch tweets Cooper and, El- and Delpit. Mari Cooper. Amari Cooper, Delpit, two good choices. Yeah. One offense, one defensive I'm player. I'm looking forward like to it. seeing some of the rookies they drafted on defense as well. I want to see Perry on Winfrey, by the way. I mean, very excited yeah. to see him play. And Michael Woods, the receiver, who's been drawing a lot of praise during camp, especially because I think they are going to try. Praise. Enough <laughs> with the praise. But he's got, he got some attention. Camp. And I do want to see, though, this passing game expand and see how they plan to use 
See what Josh Rosen has. See what Josh Dobbs. Oh, come on. Yeah. You really want to see what Josh Rosen if we, if we, has? We, well, in a bad way. If we, if we down to Josh Rosen. I oh, mean, my God. God. Come on. Yeah. Uh, what's the I can't think of a kid's name now. The kid, they, the running back they drafted late. Jerome Ford. Jerome yeah. Ford. Yeah. I, I mean, want to see him. I want to see some of the yeah. new skill position players. That will be some, you know, important depth down the line. Anthony, what's next? Uh, next up, we got Cade York and Perrion Winfrey. Two great there, rookies. There hot go. take Tommy. I don't know if that's a hot take, but yeah, we just mentioned both of those guys. All right, next, Anthony. Uh, we have Jakeem Grant and Winfrey again. Well, Jakeem Grant got hurt. Jakeem Grant was, was okay. It? So Dale said Jakeem Grant was it. Now it's oh, Winfrey or oh, David Winfrey. Bell if he's playing. Emerson will be fun to watch too. I like a lot of the rookies they drafted. I think David Bell's a chance to be good. I think Emerson yeah. has a chance to be well, good. You got a you got a, high, uh, a, a few highly touted prospects here. So yeah. now we're going to see where we, yeah. if we can turn a prospect into a player. That's the that's where that's the key true. is. Right. There we go. I think we have two more, Anthony. One more. Yeah, one more. And this person is excited to see Kareem Hunt and Greedy. I don't think Kareem Hunt's going to play, is he? He might get a, a, a down or two. By the way, I, obviously you guys talked about the Kareem Hunt thing, and I, I wasn't here. But uh, what's your take? I, I, I don't have a huge pro- like I don't have a huge problem with I don't have any problem with him trying to get more money. It's business. He's trying to make more money. I I think this I I saw a couple people tweeting like oh the Browns did him a favor and they yeah. signed him. You know what? That ship has sailed. Yeah. Okay, that was years ago. At this point, he hasn't gotten any trouble since he's been here. He doesn't, the Browns, Kareem Hunt doesn't owe it to the Browns for the rest of his career to take less money or to whatever. He wants to make money fine. I wouldn't hold, I think it's stupid for him to hold out. I don't think he's going to win that way. I mean, Le'Veon Bell, a much more accomplished running back with no trouble off the field, didn't win that way. So he's not going to win that way either. I would not pay him. I would not extend him if I were the Browns, but uh, I don't blame him for doing it. He has a little leverage right now because there's so many concerns about the passing game, or at least I think he has some leverage. Well, he, but I don't it. think they're going to pay him, and I don't think no, they should. No, he did a hold in. I mean, he sat out two yeah, days of he's practice. Not sit he out was games. in camp, he's, he's then he returned to practice. No way. It was more of, I think, an overblown story Missy because it game. came out yes. afterwards. And it's funny, it came out on Sunday. Yeah. Well, he practiced an hour later. Well, miss, a yeah. game, miss a game, miss a check. So not. Yeah, <laughs> not, he's not missing any checks, no. We're going to have Chris Rose and Aditi join us in a few minutes. Yeah. Okay. They're logging on now. Yeah. So let's do a little prediction time. Okay. I know it's a preseason game. We have no idea who will play, how long they'll play. We assume we'll see Josh Rosen. We assume we'll see a little bit of Jacoby Brissett. We assume we'll see some Josh Dobbs. But we'll start with you. Yeah. Make it crazy. Oh, wait, we have good bet, bad bet too, Anthony, right? Let's do good bet, yeah, bad bet. Yeah, we can do good bet, bad, bad, bad bet. Let's Absolutely. While we're waiting on him, yeah. Real quick, though, prediction. Browns uh, win tonight? I, I think the Browns will win by a touchdown. Brad? I got Browns by 10. I'm going to go Browns by 15. Browns by 15. I think Trevor Lawrence... We'll probably play a lot in this game, won't he? Uh, well, it's, it's they're yeah. second, but they're playing four, so I'm not sure. Oh, that's that true. I forgot they yeah, played. Yeah, they the do first play game. four. Yeah, um, he need to work. He didn't play the first game. He needs to work. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> think I I think uh, I think Watson, I because I think Watson's gonna play. I think they'll win. Then you figure out this now. If, if, but who if knows? Lawrence plays, you got Clemson versus Clemson. It's hard to predict preseason games. So you got Cle- you got the you got the leader of Clemson followed yeah. by the the next leader of Clemson. It right? is back to back. All right, let's do a good bet, bad bet, real quick, Anthony. Yeah, so um, I don't have the standings in front of me oh. because it's on our whiteboard upstairs, and I didn't think about that. Probably mm. should have brought the whiteboard down. That is true. We have a new whiteboard system, so it's not 12 emails a day. We're very excited about that so here in the, the UCS standings. production booth. You're in first place by like 10 games, Bull. Don't, Am I don't continuing worry. to dominate? You yeah, went Bull, one, you went one and two yesterday. <laughs> I did go one and two yesterday. Tyvis went three and oh, so Tyvis is catching a little percentage really? points up. Yeah, Tyvis went three and oh. But All right. either way, Bull still has 100 wins. You are the lone triple-digit winner right still. now. Still. All so right. 
It's been a weird week. Jay hasn't sent his bets in every day. Uh, G. Bush has been. We've had some. I was away. I was, in, still, I was in the Pacific time You are Mr. Consistent. And I still you got are Mr. On consistent. Time. And you're also the first one here every day. So, Bull, we, we do yes. appreciate your Not hard today. work and effort. Well, I guess I was still first. You but, still uh, were first today. <laughs> well, I mean, I was, if you count me, but I'm yeah, yeah, six third this week. All right, what so do we let's got? do a good right, bet, so bet. First bet, bet guys. Uh, first one's going to be Browns minus 1.5 at the Jaguars tonight. Now, we're doing it this way because the rotating panel, there was never the consistency of people in here. Got it. We all made predictions. We all think the Browns win this game. So, by that, we're taking. The W. Right. Okay. Next one. All right. So next one is going to be under 37 and a half points at Browns versus Jaguars. I can't remember what I put for this. I think I said bad bet. You right? did say bad. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. I said good bet. It's going to be under 37. And I agree with Brad under 37, despite the fact Josh Rosen does touchdown. Okay. Josh. Speaking of Josh Rosen. Boy, you were, you were from California too. Huh? What is the deal? My God. Support my Jewish quarterback. You're like a homer. I like, appreciate it. Our that, third but. bet. Over 54 and a half passing yards for Josh Rosen. That's a bad bet. I don't think he's going to play enough. How much? I mean, I think I, he's playing the whole fourth quarter. You do? I think he's going to play the whole fourth you quarter. You got Dobbs. You got Brissett. Is Brissett not going to play at all? Well, if you got to look at it this way. Yeah. If Watson plays. Yeah. That means Brissett's going to play maybe a quarter. Yeah. Then you got Dobbs and Rosen for the second half. I think they should get a quarter. But what if Watson oh. plays the whole first half? Then you play Brissett well, in the third I, quarter. Well, then yeah, then uh, that's the Rosen might of, not play at all. You never know. Yeah, but Watson gonna play. If he plays, he gonna play the whole first half. I think he might. Yes, he is. I think he only play a series. I, I think he should play a, a whole series. first half. But I think he's only gonna nah, play a series. Nah, I think they're gonna get. A, I want the guy to work. Would you play Watson behind the second stringers though? That, that that's the real. They're question. not. No, the first stringers stay in as long as. Yeah, he's that's in. what I said. I told you they're getting penalized. They're gonna be very upset about that. No, those guys suck it up. Shut up. So I got you're going under the money. I said it was under. Uh, I said he wasn't going to have no 54 no. yards. <laughs> Even if he does play, he won't do it because he stinks. We'll see. Well, Josh no, we won't see. We already know that. Oh, he well, we know he stinks. Yeah, yeah, we know he stinks, but it's a preseason but game. I know that's why preseason is meaningless. As I keep trying to tell we, you, listen, well, none of us. Uh, listen. It's, it's not meaningless. It has the preseason has, has value has for the team. And it's fun to see football, but you can't what's meaningless that. is the statistics. Right. And reading too much into what it means. You cannot extrapolate any yes, results from that. Exactly. Right? You cannot. You got to be realistic. Just like we say, Jacoby Brissett knows who he is, right? He knows what his role is. Yes. Same thing about the preseason. We got to be realistic about what the preseason is. It has its value, but you can't overrate it. Yeah, there's no question. Well, you know, my first my first preseason, I went for 24. Let's go, Brad. Okay. I said, oh, this is great. I got this. <laughs> Little did I know. What did MJ say? A little, no, he had 25, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I did like this. I was like, I got this thing figured out. Yeah. And then I figured out that the vets hadn't turned up yet. They're yeah. like, no, we're not going hard. Can you remember the name of the person that defended you in that first preseason I don't remember game? nothing. I no was just clue. like, I was just getting buckets. <laughs> and I was like, this is, I was like, oh, this is easy as Ohio State. This yeah. is going to be great. What team were you playing? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Isn't it amazing what you what your remember memory? Yeah, it's just a selective memory. But I, I, I remember I, my first scrimmage in college. Like, like I'll never forget that. My first postseason uh, interview. I got invited to the interview room. Jordan was over here. I was over here. I was like, yeah, this thing is great. And then I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing I know, I was like, each game got harder because the veterans start coming. They're like, okay, we're getting focused because the first game is what we're really heading for. We're not wasting our energy, to your point, right. in this preseason. Yes. So, Brad, what if later, as Aditi and Chris are waiting to connect, yeah. as a veteran, when you got later in your career, what would your mindset have been if your coach came in the first preseason game and said, Brad, I need 32 hard minutes out of you tonight? How would you handle that? Oh, it would be a problem. We're not doing that. 
Mm. I've been in this league long enough. I don't have to do that, right? Because the prize is the season. You say, I think you, you had some veterans some say, you can get it now or you can get in the game. Because at some point, your body can only do so much. It can't go yeah. hard all the time, like when you're 22. And so you have to say, I'm either in or I'm out. Pick your poison. But the only veterans gonna, that might be asked to do that more than they normally would tonight would be Amari Cooper or, you know, a couple of the offensive linemen. And, you know, if your quarterback's in there and you need him in there, they, they got the offensive line's got to stay in. You're not putting a backup offensive that's, line in front of him. That's so. the most important thing. Yeah.